Welcome to an all-new episode of the Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter. And on today's episode, I'll try to make friends with scientist, author, and one half of America's favorite love is blind couple, Cameron Hamilton, faster than him and Lauren prove that love really is blind. I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Cameron, welcome to the Fast Friends Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. I'm I'm really my wife is also very excited that you're Good. doing this, but she's standing outside the door just listening, I'm sure. So <laughs> <laughs> um, did she make you watch the show no i actually made okay. her watch the show oh okay okay yeah i like that yeah because most husbands when i talk to them they're like oh yeah you know i i usually don't watch reality tv but you know yeah. my wife made me watch it i'm like okay yeah cool. it's it's interesting we actually just watched the show like a month ago Okay. So cool. I know it's been out for a while, but we never, we didn't yeah. watch it. I had been wanting to watch it and trying to convince her. Um, there's a subplot that you'll hear come through probably. I'm a huge Nick Lachey fan. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I want to hear about that for sure. <laughs> so I kept saying, like, we got to watch this. You gotta, we got to watch the show. We got to watch the show. And she's like, I don't know. Like, I don't really get into stuff like that. And then right. we watched, like, I had her watch the first episode with me, and she's like, okay, I'm really into it. Like, we, we got to watch this. So then we just plowed <sighs> through it. it. Mm-hmm. It, it was more work getting her to watch it that like mm-hmm. then the then the episodes just flew by isn't that funny how that works yeah and people get into it and they can't turn away yeah it is um i mean i guess that's the goal of reality shows right but like the yeah the yeah. storytelling was really <laughs> was really really captivating so it was it was i mean hats off to the producers for the edits too i mean obviously i think the stories speak for themselves but just the way they put it together too yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, how's your week going? It's Friday. Busy, man. It's yeah. been super busy. <laughs> uh, we just got back from Cabo, which was a lot of fun. My wife and I took a vacation, much needed. And next couple days, we're going to Vegas. Wow. It's going to be fun doing some stuff out there. Nice. Uh, oh, going to New York in two <laughs> days. So it's like... yeah. Coast coast. around yeah man but i'm i'm grateful for it really i i lauren and i've been so blessed so yeah no that's awesome well let me give you a quick uh overview of how the podcast works and we'll just jump right yeah. in the first uh it's structured in three rounds so the first okay. round is called fast forward round i'll just ask you questions about your life um like growing up things like that you know obviously get into the show some the second round is called five for five uh, in that round i have five questions prepared for you i think that you have five questions prepared for me or you get to ask them on the fly I'm going to ask them on the fly <laughs> Okay. pretend like I had them prepared. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, you know, it, it'll be our secret. Um, and then the third round, we'll use this paper fortune teller to uh, oh. reveal an activity that we'll play and then end with a friend request. Wow. Wow. I, uh, I remember those from like the school bus, the <laughs> yeah. little, what is it called? A uh, fortune teller. Fortune teller. See, yeah. those were, those are all the rage growing up. I think they also are known, this may be regionally, but like they're also known as cootie catchers in some areas. That's that's what I remember. Okay. Cootie yeah. catcher. Yep. Yeah. So I've perfected the art of, of folding uh, fortune tellers. That's, it's that's, an important skill. It's the only <laughs> skill I have. So <laughs> awesome. We'll jump right into the first round then if you don't have any questions. 
Uh, no, well, I do. I mean, I, you asked me how my week was. How, how about oh. yourself? Uh, my week is good. It's uh, So I'm from Cincinnati originally. I was heartbroken over the Bengals loss on Sunday. Oh, yeah. A lot um, were. A lot of people were. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's been an okay week. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I had a, f- a Facebook memory pop up today that reminded me six years ago today, I bought a Krispy Kreme scented candle. From Dollar hey. Tree, so I wish that I still had that. Uh, but no, it's it's been an okay week. How much we've all grown! I know in six years. That candle. I mean, hey, that's probably good candle, though. To be honest, it is. It's probably a dollar twenty-five <laughs> now with uh, with their Inflation. new pricing structure. Yeah, <laughs> still worth it though. If anybody finds one out there, I would I would recommend it. It was an original Absolutely. glazed donut scented. Can't beat it. No, no, <laughs> no. Thank you for asking. My week has been has been okay. Uh, I think good. that. I think the Bengals are going to be fine. <laughs> they will, you know, they'll they'll snap back. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll jump right in then to the first round. Let's do it. Um, I know that you mentioned this on the show, and uh, you were you spent some time in Lee, Maine. Did you were you like born there as well? Like your full I life? I was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Lee, Maine, small town of like eight hundred people, roughly. Yeah. Uh, I was there eighteen years growing up. Yeah. Then I went to college in Maine and then I went to grad school down here in Georgia. It's starting in like 2012 and I never left. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up, my town has 600 people outside of Cincinnati. Oh, you got me beat. So, no, okay. it's, I mean, it's not a competition, but. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I was surprised to see when I was looking up things about Lee, Maine, that you were not listed as a notable resident on Wikipedia. We, Wait a second. I thought I was. Oh, I wonder if you are not right. As of this morning, you were not. So oh, we need to get back on that. Oh, maybe me down. Yeah. Okay. Wikipedia's well, yeah, what's editors. What's Come on now. I know. Wikipedia's editors are ruthless, quite honestly. They are. <laughs> and you see some pages, you're like, really? They get a page? Yeah. What about us? Come yeah. on. I had a friend that like put me on there when I started doing stand-up. Like in 2015, I had done like... I don't know, like three shows or something. Right. And it like, but he would like put me on and then it would just get like yanked down and then he would like put it back on. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm not a notable resident on my, on my little <sighs> town of 600 either. So, well, what's the deal? I mean, what does it take? I don't to know. Get a page. I actually offered, we have a town, like a, it's, it's a really small town that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, there's a, a sign that they like raised all this money. That's like, welcome to Moore's Hill. It's called Moore's Hill, Indiana. Um, okay. so it's like, welcome to Moore's Hill. And it has home of the Bobcats and whatever. And I was like, <laughs> I literally contacted them. And I was like, how much would I have to spend to have my name put on the sign? Like, I'll right. take care of the sign. Like, I'll do the upkeep. Like, I just want yeah. my name on the sign. Uh, And my mom was like, my mom was like laying out the hard truth. She's like, "Uh, you haven't done anything like (laughs) that. Mom. Yeah. She likes to keep it real. Well, I think it's good to have people keep it real. Oh, yeah. It was more of a joke for me. But actually, my town had um, uh, there used to be a college there way back in the day. Oh, wow. And so the Carnegie family actually built. A building there and it's called Carnegie Damn. Hall, but it's not the Carnegie not Hall. The Carnegie Hall. So I always say if I ever do get enough material to release a stand-up album, I'm gonna call it live from Carnegie Hall with an asterisk. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll invite- I mean, technically it's true. It is, it is true. Yeah, it's all about technicality. Uh, <laughs> if this goes well, I'll invite you to the recording. Okay, please. It'll be a please. small, intimate crowd of probably 200 people that'll that'll be all it'll hold. <laughs> hey, that's that's a lot to be doing stand up to. I, I I always uh admire stand up because I feel like that's something that I just don't have the chops for, but I love it. It's 
it's a lot, honestly. It's, um, yeah. it's, and I'm not like, I wouldn't even call myself really a comedian. I'm like a half a comedian. Like I do it. <laughs> it's more of a hobby for me, but, um, people that do it and do it like, well, man, yeah. Props to them. Yeah, man. <sighs> um, you had, I know that you have a sister. Do you have any yeah. other siblings? Just a sister. Just people a sister. ask if I have a brother or something, but yeah. no, it's, it's, uh, ju- just my sister. She's still in Maine. Uh, she's she's with my parents, but she teaches uh, biology. Okay. At the high school, yeah, yeah. Right she's on. She's great. That's awesome. Yeah. What when you were growing up? What was the worst rule? Is it okay if I call your parents Bill and Pam? Yeah. I feel like sure. I know them, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> What's yeah. the worst rule that Bill and Pam had for you guys growing up in your house? Ah, uh, the worst rule. Hmm. It worst in terms of like. In terms of what? Like that you look back and you're like, Ugh, I always hated that. Or like, I, I would never do that to my kids if I had kids, you know, like that right. kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the thing is, I mean, they were very strict on us in terms of like, they were really insistent that we helped them with things around the house. Mm-hmm. Like when they were building um, their second house, you know, they wanted us down helping them build. I wouldn't say it was the worst thing, but as a kid, I really resented having to do all this manual labor stuff. And, but I, I, looking back, I'm like, I'm so glad that they did have us do that stuff because I learned a lot of valuable skills and self-reliance. But in terms of like things that I'm like, man, I remember they, they certain movies or whatever, yeah, they really didn't want us to watch, even though like Austin Powers, for example. And I mean, Looking back, I'm like, it seems kind of like a harmless thing yeah. to watch, but you know, they they didn't want us getting too too into the kind of crude humor stuff. Yeah. Simpsons, <laughs> that was another one. Oh yeah, we weren't allowed to watch no. the Simpsons either. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. See? And now I'm a thirty one year old man. I'm like, oh, maybe I should watch the Simpsons, <laughs> see what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you do feel like a little bit like you missed out. We were we had a lot of movie restrictions also, so there are just a lot of movies when people talk about them. I'm like, yeah, I've never seen that, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's fine. Look, I can, now I have all the power to watch and consume all that yeah. media. Yeah, you, you do what you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things that I've talked about with a couple people who have been on that grew up in smaller towns is like the, like, when you want to, when you're talking about like what you want to be when you grow up. Right. And so I feel like one of the guests um, who was on in the past said, I feel like when I was growing up, there were only like three answers to that question. Did you have the same thing? What or do you like, mean? Like, did you? Did, oh, like what other people in the town would do? Or like, like when you ask, I guess, um, I, how am I? I'm not saying this well. He like, we didn't, we didn't have exposure to a lot of careers aside from what people did around us. Right. And so right. there was a lot of like, oh, I didn't even know that you could go to. Uh, school to be a blah 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 or like that you okay. can learn this trade um did you get did you have the same thing or like did you did you know from a young age like no i don't want to be you know i feel like the standard answers were like teacher doctor you know whatever yeah <laughs> yeah for me you know i was always kind of a strange kid <laughs> i mean it, and i was always bouncing from i mean it just depends on how young we're going here mm-hmm. like I, first thing i wanted to be was a wizard mm. first and foremost Mm-hmm. But then from there, it was like I wanted to be a candy maker, and then I wanted Ooh. to make fireworks. Uh, and then, you know, when I got a little bit older or whatever, um, I got interested in – I wanted to be like a psychologist, uh, then a philosophy professor. Yeah. And then I wanted to be, 
you know, I got into computers early on, and that's kind of where I ended up today. Yeah. Um, but my parents wanted me to be a doctor, like many parents want their kids to be. So yeah. I tried to find like a middle road. I did the pre-med track at college, but I was just like, man, I really don't want to go to med school. I'm not really passionate about being a doctor. Yeah. So <laughs> here I am. Did they did they start that like my parents wanted me to be a lawyer at a young age? Oh, and again, yeah. like I didn't even know what that was, but like because I was mimed it, I was like, Oh yeah, I want to be a lawyer. Like I had no idea. Yeah. Did that start at a really young age? The like you should be I, a doctor? Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. You know, and it's for whatever reason in society well, not for whatever reason, for a good reason, doctors and lawyers are respected. They yeah. make a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. And it's funny because my sister had a similar experience where she did the pre-med track too. And at around the same time I did, didn't want to be a doctor anymore. My parents were like, well, maybe you can go to law school. It's like, well, that's total 180 from <laughs> medicine. I mean, yeah, I think it all stems so. from like wanting you to have a better life than they had. Right. Like at least mm -hmm. that's what my, I don't know. Uh, I don't know Bill and Pam that well, but Frank, yeah. and, Frank and Sarah, it was totally driven by like, Hey, we want you to like not have to do without or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, sure. I was immediately was like, once I realized what it took to be a lawyer, I was like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. Like, that's way too much school. <laughs> and you got, you have to be passionate to do it for yeah. something like that. Like you really have to love it and want it. Uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, I, and I think you're right. It is like the parents wanting a better life for their kids. You know, my mom started out as a teacher and my dad started out as like an entry level, like forest ranger with a forest service. He just retired uh, oh, nice. a month ago. Yeah. After 39 years. So, um, but they, you know, they worked their way up to the very top of their respective professions, uh, but it was a grind and, and they wanted, wanted more for us and more money and more whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't think they envisioned me becoming an entertainer per se. <laughs> um, but as a kid, I will say they had me doing a lot of like talent shows and performances at a really your early age. Okay. So I think there was like a sense there that maybe there could be some avenue to pursue. What did you do in the talent shows? I was saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I would sing like country songs and like Disney songs as okay. a kid. I did like uh, "I'm Late, I'm Late" from Alice in Wonderland. Okay. At a, like a charity event once as a kid, and uh, yeah, you know, fun stuff like that. <laughs> God, that's the video we need. Uh <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I wish, I wish we had it. Maybe it is, I think it might be out there somewhere. Yeah. Is it? Uh, is it you're younger than me, so maybe it's not on VHS. Like mine are on VHS, so you can't watch them. <laughs> like oh, yeah. there's no they're way to watch them. They're all on VHS. Okay. Yeah, they're all on VHS. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, ours... I converted some of them to digital too. Did you? Okay, right mm -hmm. on, right on. Yeah, um, I know. In your book, uh, you mentioned that, like, when when at the beginning of the book, when it's uh, focused on like your individual stories, you talk about. Um, uh, like sort of falling, always having fallen fast and hard, mm -hmm. like in love. Who was your very first girlfriend in? Um, I was, well, so my first girlfriend in high school was uh, a girl from Korea. So we, it was kind of an interesting situation where our high school had an international dorm. Yep. A lot of international kids would come and get ready to go to American college. So, you know, growing up in a small town, I'm sure you probably experienced this, like you 
go to school with the same X number of girls throughout the year. So when someone new comes into town, it's like, oh, wow, like yeah. this is <laughs> this is great. So, yeah, we dated for for a little while. Um, of course, you know, being an interracial relationship, someone from another country, there was a lot of people, you know, giving me the eye and that sort of thing. But, yeah. you know, I was just doing <laughs> doing what I wanted to do, really. Yeah. Do you uh do you know do you still stay in touch with her by chance? Oh god no. Oh god no. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like some of those small town <laughs> things like and and again, she I know she wasn't like born and raised there, but Right. Um, yeah. That that probably makes a difference cuz I yeah, feel like the, I can't not stay in touch with people sometimes. Well, that's a good that's a good quality to have. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> no, I mean the other part was like I was 14, she was 18. So it was like okay. kind of a weird dynamic there. Yeah. Um and yeah, I mean, it just didn't end in the best way. I mean, I was a kid and yeah. I didn't had no idea what I was doing. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fourteen is pretty young. Um, what was it that led you to to Bates College initially? Um, you know, I did the college tour thing, like all the high school kids, and I just had a good vibe there at the campus. Yeah. Um, you know, looking back, I'm like, man, that was extremely expensive. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it. I think like any college experience, you know, I tried to get the most out of it. And, um, you know, I, I have no regrets. Yeah. You. So you majored in psychology there, right? And, yeah. And yeah. minored in philosophy, which is an interesting <laughs> – while they're like um, – they're obviously related. It's an interesting yeah. combination because a lot of people typically go like one way or the other, more like science or like mm-hmm. arts. I know philosophy sure. is more, I guess, arts. What did you, was that like a tension you felt internally? And like, cause obviously you liked both. Yeah. Well, for me, the thing of it was I really wanted to understand the mind from any perspective possible. So I did neuroscience, I did philosophy, psychology, you know, AI. Mm-hmm. So it was, I was trying to get there to understanding the mind and the body best I could. And I was doing the pre-med stuff too. I was doing organic chem and bio and all this stuff. Um, so I was just trying to take kind of like a multi-pronged approach to understanding it. <laughs> okay. Right on. Um, I had a philosophy minor as well. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mine was what only- did you focus on? Uh, so I went to a really small liberal arts school and to be honest, I, I had a crush on one of the professors. So, Oh, well, that's, you know, that's par for the course. Yeah. Out of all of the philosophy credits <laughs> I needed, I feel like she taught all but two of the classes. So I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to like, I'll just go ahead and get a minor in this. Oh yeah. That makes perfect, perfect sense. And yeah. I totally <laughs> I can empathize. Yeah. Uh, geez. Uh, I've read that Bates has five auditioned acapella groups. Uh, going back they to your do. singing earlier, they were you do. in any of those? Well, funny story is I auditioned to be in one and they said, Mm-mm. no, I was like, oh, man, that was kind of a wake up call because <laughs> I, I hadn't really been singing that much at that point. You know, like when I was a kid, I was doing vo- vocal lessons and, you know, doing it a lot. And then I did musicals in high school <clears throat> and stuff like that. But um I was like, damn, maybe I'm not as good at singing as I, as I thought I was. <laughs> was it, was it in college when you started rapping or was that like something uh, that you loved as a kid even? Yeah, I, I always loved it, which is kind of unusual maybe. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I always loved it, but I did, uh, my friend and I <clears throat> 
excuse me, started making songs in college and so we started out making like parody songs. Okay. And then we were like, okay, let's just make a normal <laughs> song after a while. <laughs> Have you watched uh, Dave on HBO? I haven't. I'm not like a super little Dicky fan personally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting show. Um, yeah. It's a, but uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. He leans into like the corny white rapper thing a lot. A lot. Which, I mean, good for him, but that's not the lane I would want to be in. Yeah, I think that's a struggle. Like, um, there's a. I'm a big professional wrestling fan, also. Um, okay. And there's a there's a an amazing wrestler named Max Caster who is also an amazing rapper. Oh, okay. But, but all of his raps, like he gets them in his like pre match diss tracks on his opponents, or like he'll make a music video about opponents. Okay. And so like I think he's gonna get pigeonholed in this like sort of like John Cena did back in the day. Like I can only and I know he can do more than make res- wrestling raps, right? And so like yeah. it's kind of the same thing. It's like this guy's you listen to his beats and you're like, Oh, this guy's really, really good, you know? But like yeah. people aren't ever gonna give him the respect because it's all about like I'm gonna talk shit about this guy that I'm gonna go in and have a match with. Yeah, it's kind of a weird catch twenty two because it, it helps them get big. Yeah. By like really honing in on this niche, but yeah. then, but I don't know. At the same time, you see people kind of expand out, like John Cena did. Yeah, or yeah. I think about like um, Tabitha Brown, huge fan of her, and she started out with these cooking videos on TikTok, and then now she's doing a million different things. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. So. It's uh, I just like I went to see one of his concerts actually before a wrestling show. He does them like yeah. if they have a big pay per view event, and I was like. This guy is so talented, you know? Yeah. But yeah. like, I want to hear like a, a real rap. <laughs> right. And it, 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 I mean, people do get pigeonholed. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Every time people see Lauren and I, they think about Love is Blind, of which course. is great. I love Love is Blind. Always will. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, there's more to us as individuals than <laughs> this show, you know? Absolutely. So, um, yeah. You mentioned this earlier. You moved to Atlanta uh, to go mm-hmm. into graduate. So I think um, if, if my research is correct, you went to Georgia State uh, for yes. neurophilosophy. I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, you did do your research. I try. I try. No, this yeah. is no fake news on this podcast. No, no. Um, what for somebody that's <laughs> that was a communication major like myself? Yeah, yeah. In layman's terms, neurophilosophy. What what does that mean? Is it like what you were talking it's, about earlier, like understanding? How everything exactly. works together. <laughs> it basically all it was was I took half of my curriculum in neuroscience and half in philosophy of mind, pretty much. So that was I, I just thought that was the best of both worlds for me. I got to actually do the neuroscience stuff, which I had really wanted to spend more time with, and I got to do philosophy. And it was, I mean, man, it was such a great time because I lived in this house with four other philosophy grad students. So we just argued 24 yeah. seven and partied <laughs> and, you know, philosophized. I mean, it was, it was some, some great time. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine those debates. Oh God, man. <laughs> Everything. We talked about Kant. We talked about like who should more, who has a moral obligation to take care of the house and what, you know, this type of thing. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, I can only imagine. Um, yeah, man. With moving to Georgia, one of my questions, I also am a big fan of fast food uh, or like fast casual. Um, mm-hmm. What have you what are your thoughts on Waffle House? I love Waffle House, man. I, I, and I'm very non bougie. Yeah. In general. <laughs> so uh, I think it's got some great stuff. 
um, yeah, yeah, I would go pretty much any time. What's your, do you have a go-to order there? Yeah, um, it's like the steak sandwich. I forget what it's called exactly, but it's like, you know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like, a, it's yeah. steak sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually go sandwich too. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a big egg person, which is. Um, yeah, I yeah. feel you. Yeah. Just like the, just the straight up egg is kind of like, it needs some substance in there. You yeah. Know? It's the texture for me. It's a weird texture yeah. food. Um, I feel you, man. Yeah. Especially like an over easy one. Oh. So like a little yeah. too slimy for mm-hmm. me. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. I want that shit cooked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever go to, this is a complete aside. I used to travel for work a lot. And one of the places yeah. that I found myself uh, where I shouldn't have been in Atlanta was the Claremont Lounge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wound up there one time. I mean, I think <laughs> that's just part of the Atlanta experience, if yeah. you will. You have to say. It's yeah. like It's like seeing the bean in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. And, you know, seeing someone crush a can of PBR between their breasts. I mean, yeah, that honestly, where else are you going to see that? A hundred percent. Yeah. And if yeah. you pay enough, I think you can have her sign it and take sign it home it. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to get her on the podcast, too, so... <laughs> right after me. I mean, it's a perfect segue. Um, let's. I know that uh, you you mentioned Love Is Blind. I do want to. I have, I have to talk to you a little bit about it, honestly. Sure. Um, what I think it's interesting, like <laughs> listening through, and some of this came from. Um, if you guys haven't read or listened to the Leap of Faith book, you should check it out. We'll put a Thank link you. in the in the comments or show notes. Um, I think it's interesting that both you and Lauren were really hesitant about reality shows in general and didn't even yeah. like respond initially. Um, right, right. What as you started to like lean more towards okay, I'm gonna like I'll like what's the harm of this or like I'll see where it goes that kind of stuff. Was yeah. it really like the lack of the superficial element that drew you in and made you kind of like say like yeah I'm gonna go forward with this? It wasn't even that, to be perfectly honest. I, For me, it was just like I was at a point where my dating life wasn't really going the way I wanted it to. I wasn't making many connections. And also, my corporate job, I was just super bored and wanted an adventure, basically. That's that's really as simple as it was. Yeah. Um, so when casting reached out, they sent me this like kind of CD text first <laughs> with this you know banner image that looked like stock image stuff. And then they called me a couple weeks later and left a voicemail. And I'm like, all right, you know, my curiosity got the best of me. So I picked up the call and called them back. And um, I was just like, why not? Like, it, it could be a fun adventure. I never thought that I would find my wife through this crazy sure. setup. Um, but yeah, here we are. <laughs> um, I have a question about like the one of the things that you don't see a lot of is like the the sort of like uh, separate Uh, what do we call them like chambers layers i'm not sure Mm -hmm. like what were the living conditions like outside of the pods like were you guys paired up with roommates were you like what what was that like yeah yeah so (laughs) i mean they on the show you know how production is they tried to make it seem like we were living there but it was a sound stage we were actually sleeping in these trailers right outside the sound stage at first okay but then these cockroaches got into the girls trailer and that was it. The girls basically boycotted the show until they put us into a hotel. Um, so <laughs> they put us in a hotel nearby. Uh, and uh, I was roommates with Carlton, if you remember oh, yeah. him from this show. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Man. So, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many layers to live that that was never shown. You know, and I mean, you could it, whether it's like the dynamics of the guys and all the stuff that happened there, or the dates that weren't shown, or you know, all this stuff. Yeah. With with the dates, like, help me understand because I think you started. I can't even remember the number of initial people. It was like fifteen or. 20 of each like men and women 15 on each side yep so at first did you have to did you have to like date all 15 women and then you were like hey i'm not feeling number (laughs) not that they're numbers but you know what i mean right like no chemistry no interest like how did you get to a point where it was like because very quickly in the editing you get focused on like the stories of like the couples right obviously that didn't happen in 30 seconds behind the scenes like how do you go from I'm dating 15 people to like, these are the two that I'm interested. I'm making that number up, but like the people I want to talk to. Right. So basically every day you would do a ordered ranking of who you liked best to least. Okay. And then the producers would take those numbers and see what the girls had ranked and uh, combine the ranks and see like who your next date should be. Okay. So day one, it's 15. I think like day two, it was maybe down to 10. Okay. And it kept getting winnowed down further and further until it was down to like the five or six people on each side that were uh, kind of serious about each other. And so at the end, you know, at that point, it's not even about who your other interests are necessarily because it's more so about like, the other people who have their connections. Mm-hmm. So for, you know, I'm going on dates with Amber and Jessica and Giannina and Diamond. And um, just because those were the couples that had formed. Mm-hmm. So, which was fine. I mean, in those dates, we pretty much would just shoot the shit and talk about like how the other people were that they were interested in and vice versa. Okay. So I talked to Jessica about Lauren or, you know, Amber about Matt or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was cool in that respect. I mean, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just what a surreal, what a surreal, uh, experience I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Looking back like, and you know, season two's just come out. Yep. So it's like, you know, you start having these like weird flashbacks. This is different experience for them, obviously, but just seeing the pods and yeah. You know, you get kind of transported <laughs> back a little bit. Yeah, that one's up here in Chicago, I think, is where it was. This one, uh, yes, season two, was yes, filmed. yes. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I loved um, about, and, and this again came from, I heard this in your book anyway. Like approaching everything, including relationships, obviously going in with the intention of like, I'm going to get the most out of this that I can. So whether that's mm-hmm. like work, friendship, yeah. relationship, anything. Obviously, that's sometimes easier said than done. What like yeah. small ways or like what do you have like tricks or tips for making you stay focused and staying on track with that? Wow, that's a great question. I think for Love is Blind, it was it was a case where I mean, my interest in Lauren really catalyzed my like focus. Like I really did get a tunnel vision more so than you know, other times in my life even. Um, so I, I think the simple answer though is really, it's like your passion is going to really drive you, I think. And kind of keeping in mind too, that um, 
like the long-term goal of why you're there to, because obviously there's going to be some like stressful or painful moments along the way to like whatever that goal is. I know with Lib, I mean, there was crazy anxiety about different things like the reveal ceremony, you know, we're waiting behind that plexiglass screen yeah, and waiting to see the other person. Um, so I would say that, you know, you kind of, a necessary ingredient is like really being passionate about whatever it is and then kind of reminding yourself that there are going to be some short term pains along the way to like whatever that goal is, but just trying to keep that bigger picture in mind. Yeah. yeah. That's great advice. It's great. It's like, it's the, <laughs> what's the old like wives tale saying is like you reap what you sow or whatever. Yeah. 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 You do. You do. <laughs> you definitely do. <clears throat> My last show specific question. And you heard me say this earlier is that I have a, um, I'm a giant Nick Lachey fan. How, oh yeah. Tell me about how that. much did you get to interact <laughs> with Nick and, and Vanessa? Um, not a ton, but that's that. But now that you say that, that reminds me of like a really, um, funny scene in the show that never aired. I, I, I'm kind of disappointed it didn't, but I don't know. I don't even think I've really talked about this much in interviews, but basically Lauren and I were having dinner at that apartment mm-hmm. that you saw on the show. Uh, I had made some chili or whatever, and I was doing my impression of Nick just because he's such a funny guy. Yeah. And I was like, Hey guys, what's going on? Um, <laughs> And I was just trying to make Lauren laugh. And uh, and then Nick and Vanessa just walk into the apartment. I'm like, what the? F-? And uh, Vanessa comes right over and she's like, grabs a spoon. She's like, oh, let me taste. She dips right into like the pot of chili. She's like, oh, this is good. And then Nick's like, what are you drinking, Cam? Hennessy? I was like, yeah, actually. <laughs> like, and, it, and so then they what they had done, they brought this USB stick over. Okay with clips from the reveal ceremony because we hadn't seen any any footage of the show while you know we were taping everything yeah uh and they they had that for us to watch and then they also basically came because i mean the kind of the the real gist of it was they wanted vanessa to kind of alleviate some of lauren's fears or or whatever okay um because i mean and you know putting it all into context the wedding was like a week or two away and you know lauren had a lot going on in her life stressful stuff and and you know this show was extremely stressful because of the really accelerated timeline so that was the gist of why they were there but um (laughs) it was just a really odd interaction and i i love nick and vanessa they're they're great uh it was just <laughs> i was like oh shit did nick hear me doing that impression of him like oh no it's pretty good though like the voice oh, the voice is pretty close yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it, it he so they didn't show this either but um right before the reveal that yeah, sorry i'm talking your ear off but you're fine <laughs> nick so he comes into this little chamber right before the reveal He's like, hey, Cam. I'm like, hey, Nick. It's like, uh, you ready for this? This is going to change the entire trajectory of your entire life. Are you sure you can handle that? I'm like, yeah, I think so. He's like, all right, go out there. Make me proud, man. I'm like, okay, Nick. And it's like, it's so funny. And there were a couple moments like that. And actually, there was a lot more of that 
just like kind of more pep talky type stuff yeah. that Nick and Vanessa did, but they didn't they didn't show any of that. Oh my god. I can't imagine yeah. being pep talked by Nick. That would be like Yeah. Nick, if you're listening, I would love a Nick, pep talk. Yeah. I could make it my morning wake up uh alarm clock. Yeah, hey. <laughs> So the all right, Logan, the, you're gonna have a great day today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. the The Nick Lachey thing is um, to give you more context. He's from yes. he's from Cincinnati, also. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it's it's a uh, it's a long standing thing. Like I do like boy bands actually a lot. Okay, um, good. And so like it just it sort of made sense of like oh he, I'm like a super fan of like 98 Degrees. They're my favorite boy band. Um, and then as like, you know, his career's progressed or whatever, it's been, it's more oh, of like, yeah. uh, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like a long running joke at this point, but, uh, I love Nick Lachey. I did get to meet him one time at a, like some oh, event cool. in Chicago, but, um, he is my most coveted podcast guest. Get him on. Yeah. Get him. Well, yeah. I mean, Nick, come on, man. Come on, Nick. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a funny guy. It's, that's the thing is like, I feel like with all his jobs, he doesn't let his uh, comedy really yeah. shine through as much as it could. Yeah. Because he, he is kind of fun. Just the way he is is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like very, I don't know. He's, he seems very chill and like very mm-hmm. real, you know? Yeah. Uh, Did you watch, uh, he had like a wedding special with Vanessa, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, that was too good. Yeah. Yeah. I, one of my, th- I'm one of the things that I'm really pissed that nobody <laughs> in my family got me for Christmas was Vanessa's cookbook, but oh, it's not, it's really? more than just a cookbook, but it like has like stories and stuff in it too. It does. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. I'm going to put this on like my Christmas list. Cause somebody will get it. Right. Nobody, my mom, my mother-in-law, no one. No one. Nope. Oh man. So now I, I got to go buy it myself. Yeah. I was going to say, reach out to Vanessa. I, I, uh, enjoyed it. Yeah. Though I saw she had a lobster roll recipe in there. I'm like, hold on a second. Because I'm from Maine and <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like that's you can't really you can't really mess with the Maine lobster roll. No. But. I was gonna ask you if Nick tried the chili, because there's like a Cincinnati style chili, but I don't want to make this oh, isn't really? about Nick. This is about Yeah, this no, is about it's you. cool. It's cool. We can shift over to Nick. Um he did he did not, okay. but Vanessa Vanessa did. She she dipped right in. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole Cincinnati style chili called uh Skyline Chili. Um, okay what's what's unique about it so it's like there's uh the it's more of like a meat sauce that you serve over noodles or like on hot dogs like a like a cheese coney um yeah and so um you order like a three-way which is like spaghetti chili cheese or like a four-way which you would add onion or bean or a five-way which you add both um yeah and it's it's a little sweet it has like cinnamon and chocolate in it oh yeah yeah it's a love or hate but yeah, um, I feel you. I now have to try it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I would recommend if you, if you get to a place where they have a restaurant versus like the canned variety, right? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, hard to replicate. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, now I'm curious. I gotta, gotta check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the questions I have for you is that like at this point, like I said earlier, you guys, um, I think like everybody gravitated towards towards you guys as uh, sort of the sweethearts of the show. Mm-hmm. How <laughs> unfairly, I'm sure you get there's a lot. So it, I'm sure you feel a lot of pressure from people that were fans of the show. How do you stay focused on like the two of you? Well, yeah, there are people who and, and one thing is I've really tried to inform people that look lauren and i are not perfect we don't have a perfect relationship but we are very happily married um but you know i i don't think it's a good idea to project onto us this this idea that you know it's like 
always sunshine and rainbows. I mean, there's always stuff any married couple has to work on. Absolutely. You know, it's just a continuous thing, I'm sure. And you, you know that. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, the other part of it is you do have to kind of draw a line in terms of like what you're going to share with the public and what you're not. For example, we get really, I mean, hounded is probably the right word for how much people ask us about having a baby. I'm, and do y'all yeah. have kids? We don't. Nope. Okay. But you get hounded about that at not, times? Not anymore because we're old. Okay. <laughs> but for a long time, yeah, it was like, when are you having kids? When are you having kids? When are you having kids? Oh, you'll okay. change your mind. You'll change your mind. Because we, yeah. were, we were from day one, like, for us, it wasn't like we... We were like, we don't want to have kids like and that's OK. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I think that I think it became more of like a people wanted to argue or tell us like that we were making a mistake versus <sighs> like, I don't know, like if you guys have talked about and I, you know, mm -hmm. like, hey, someday we may want to have kids or whatever. Like, then I think it becomes more of the win. Like for right. us, it became people trying to, like, convince us that it was the right thing to do. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But you, so you probably get that all the time now. Like, oh, yeah, that's the number one thing. It's like, you know, we're still here. Like, they're, yeah. we're, I guess we're old news. They want the baby now. <laughs> you know? Well, the other thing is, like, for people that are <laughs> not that people are taking advice from my podcast, nor should they about life. But like but, uh, some people like when you ask people questions like that, you have no idea what's going on behind. Like, exactly. What if there are like fertility issues? What if there are like all the, there's all this other stuff that it's like, exactly. you have zero idea what's going on behind the scenes. Like that one little question that you perceive as innocent can be so like damaging to someone. Like, yeah, just yeah. like, butt the yeah. hell out about the kids. Thing. I know. Jesus Christ. I know. Jesus. Yeah. Christ, sorry. <laughs> no, but that's, that's exactly spot on. And, and, We've had a lot of people even write us talking about they've had fertility issues and so they kind of, kind of empathize. Um, I mean, the simple truth is that we definitely do want kids. We're working on it, yeah. you know, as best we can. But, you know, it's uh, it's not really in our, our hands ultimately. I mean, it's right. just uh, let nature do its do its thing. Yeah. Um, a question that, uh, I have to ask is now that you're three plus years, you're, it's going to be four this fall, but yeah, four, yeah. like four years or almost four years into marriage, has there been any unpleasant surprise that you've discovered about Lauren? And I can give you an example if it makes it easier <laughs> sure. from my, <laughs> yeah, give me an example. So my wife and I, um, <laughs> when we were together and, uh, there is definitely a shift in the way that she eats cereal. Okay. It's very loud. <laughs> Um, okay. Oh yeah. And it wasn't when we were dating. Like, I okay. don't know if she like hit it or like suppressed Concealed it. And then the it, like chewing. the real cereal came out. That's one thing now. Like I won't be in the same room as her. I love her more than anyone yeah. in this whole entire world. I will not be in the same room as her while she's eating cereal. So I yeah. don't know if you have like, what's Lauren's cereal eating? Well, uh, she won't know, hear it, this. It's, it's just, it's cool. Me. I mean, even <laughs> if she does, I have nothing to hide. I mean, one thing is like the way she loads the dishwasher drives me crazy, oh, yeah. and she knows this. Yeah. So she, I pretty much that's pretty much all me now, which yeah. is I prefer it that way. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just like chaos when she is like, "Come on, yeah." Like those those are never gonna get clean like that. And yeah. There's all this wasted space. Yes, my wife does uh, the same. Yeah. I'm like what? What were you thinking? Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, for for her, it's like the way that she has like very specific things she wants organized like the uh pantry stuff like that yeah um yeah you know it's always just the smaller smaller things uh really yeah 
Um, it, another part of it was, you know, making content together. It's when you're a husband and wife and you're trying to work together, <laughs> that's a whole other level of complications. Yeah. And we just don't always have the same creative vision for things. And, you know, we don't always want to make the same YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was actually really difficult at first. Um, and then we were just kind of, I reached a certain point where I'm like, you know, and she, she's been in the industry for a long time. Yep. So I'm like, I'll just let her kind of take the wheel with the production and stuff, even though I, you know, I like to write. Um, so I like to do more of like the writing of the videos and she does more of the filming and the production part of things. Yeah. So we kind of found a groove that's been working better for us. But. Yeah. You find the right like division of labor where it's like, the, yes, like the dishwasher thing. I just let yeah. her, I let her go. And then like, I'll just redo it later when I put stuff in and the sure. dishes get clean and it's fine. It does yeah. not worth an argument. Yeah. It's, but, yeah. That's the thing is like, what, what is worth arguing about? Yeah. You know, you get tired <laughs> after a while. Like, okay, yeah. let's just, let's yeah. just, you know, change the path here. And is it really that big of a deal? No, not really. Yeah. My th when, with the dishwasher thing, which is funny because I also don't like, I can see for you cause you have like a scientific background. You probably can look at it and understand how things should go in. I don't have that. But like my, my therapist one time was like, so what, if something doesn't get clean, you rerun, you run the second load. Like what's, right. what's the big deal? You know? Right. And I was like, shit, you're right. Like, why do I care about how the pizza yeah. pan is put in? the dishwasher yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and you know that's, it. it's it's funny when you take a step back and you realize these type of things and, oh yeah you know because there have been times where yeah i you know go from zero to a hundred and then <laughs> i realize like why what was the point of that yeah you know yeah are you allowed to use your toothbrush yet oh no, no. And, and you know <laughs> man i i think that happened like one time when i was camping <laughs> as a kid and it was boiled you know, that's funny. I will. Yeah. My wife and I will use each other's toothbrush if we forget one. Not like, oh, really? We, we don't like seek out to do it. But there yeah, was like, seek it out. There was like one time on a weekend trip. I got there and I was like, shit, I didn't pack my toothbrush. And she's like, yeah, oh, you can just use mine. So that was yeah. a, that was a funny moment for me. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I I don't really care. Yeah, I'm not going to I would never do it. Yeah. But <laughs> if she wanted to use mine, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Sure, sure. I don't care. <laughs> Um, since the show, you guys, you've written the book, which I've referenced a couple of times. Again, we'll put the link. To, it's called Leap of Faith. Um, you host Appreciate the YouTube that. show you mentioned. You've been on a couple of the follow-up specials. What's what's next for you guys? What's that you're allowed to talk oh, about? Man. Yeah, gosh. And it, it's Well, I do have a writing project. I'll keep it a little vague, but yeah. I do have a writing project that I recently finished a rough draft of. So I'm hoping I can put that out this year or the top next. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. And it's a little bit of a departure from like the whole love and romance side of things. Yeah. Um, but I'm super excited about that. Um, Lauren's got a, <laughs> something <laughs> that she just uh, booked that I don't know if I can technically yeah. talk about it, but uh, that should be coming out. Very soon, I know she's taping like the first episode of that this upcoming week, um, and then we're we're kind of we've got some things we're pitching out there. Yeah. I'm keeping it vague, but uh, 
you know how it is. I mean, when there's some exciting project, you really want to talk about it, but then yeah, you can't. can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Just yeah. keep it. We'll keep an eye. And again, we'll, yeah. put, we'll link people out to your social media so they can keep up with you and see. Thank you. Because I'm sure you'll, you'll let people know there. Yeah. Those are all the questions I had for the first round. Are you still good to move into the second round? Let's do it. Awesome. So we'll move into the five for five round. This round is named after an Arby's culinary deal from the 1990s where you would get five classic roast beef sandwiches for $5. So <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? It was, uh, it fed our family many nights. So yes, um, yes. <laughs> t- tipping my hat to that. So in this round, um, I have five questions prepared for you. You would get to ask me five questions. Typically we'll ping pong back and forth. Um, so I'll ask a question. You'll ask a question, but I typically will let the guests go first. So if you would like to go first, you're more than welcome to ask me the first question. Sure. Okay. Um, so for this podcast, what do you see as kind of like the ultimate goal of the podcast? What would you want to see come of it? Yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately (laughs) it sounds stupid. Like I have a very fulfilling professional career. Um, Mm -hmm. and so this is a, like, I don't even, I wouldn't even call it a side hustle. I definitely Mm -hmm. will say I didn't realize how much work went into it when I set out to do it. Yeah. Um, so I will like hustle is appropriate, but for me, it was a passion of love. Like it was, Hey, I want to try this. Like podcasting is fun. Um, I like doing stand up. It's a way to like, I'm like, I like meeting new people. I like, I'm fascinated with people from a bunch of different fields. It like kind of tied all those things together. And so for me, it's, um, I would just love for more people to hear it. You know, there are so many podcasts now. Um, yeah, that's true. So like, I don't know, like if you're, if I don't see this being like a, a moneymaker, like a career thing for me, um, sure. Like if somebody, if Conan came knocking and said, will you quit your day job and do this? And and the money was right. Sure. But like, yeah. I don't know. I would, I would love to just get, um, I would, I just want to keep making it and yeah. And having fun so with it. It's just a passion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think that's great. Cause yeah. I've always said like, if it started to feel like work, like where I didn't want to do it, then like I, mm-hmm. it would be time to hang it up. Yeah. And I, and I've been there too with, you know, this, this yeah. content creation entertainment, <laughs> I'm like, why, why am I making this video again? It's, like, it's a, it's a struggle, honestly. Yeah. Cause there's like you said, or like we said earlier, I said, you didn't say there's so much stuff out there. And so it's like, why am I doing this? Like, or do people even care? You know, but then you get like emails or you'll get like comments or people will say like, this is really funny or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, one of the things that I had that happened to me that was the most exciting was like, I went and looked at, like I searched for my podcast in Apple and it, yeah. like, you know how it'll give you like, you may also like. Right. There were three other podcasts that were like linked to mine from the algorithm that like are people that I'm huge fans of and admire. And I was like, oh, like that, that for me was like worth more than making money off of it, you know? Yeah. And that's, that is a cool moment. Like when you do something, you're just passionate about it. And then people just genuinely respond. Yeah. Yeah. That is fulfilling in and of itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. I love that question. Yeah. <laughs> My first question for you is way less serious, but if you're going oh, to cool. <laughs> to the movies, um, what is your go-to concession stand order? Ooh, man. Um, you know, popcorn, obviously. Um, slushy, if they have it, like icy. Ooh, okay. Yep. And I usually don't get candy, but um, either would be like Junior Mints Ooh, that's or a classic. like Sour Patch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on right on what about yourself 
Um, for sure, popcorn. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I would say usually like we would do milk duds. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, my well, wife and I, I both like milk that. duds, so that's like one of the common ground candies. Because <laughs> okay. you know we'll try not to like spend a lot at the concession stand there. Well, yeah. Yeah. But sometimes you got to ball out. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, <laughs> usually it's funny when we go to the movies. It's actually to see things like that we've like we went when Hocus Pocus was re-released or whatever. Like so, it's yeah. something we saw as kids and like just wanted to see again. Or like the Little yeah. Mermaid. Like we don't really go to the movies super often. Right, right. What was the last movie you saw? Oh God, in the theater. Yeah. I feel like it may have been. This is years ago. I feel like it may have been Neighbors. I don't even know what that is. It has Neighbors? Seth Rogen in it and Zac Efron. Oh wow! And Zac Efron is- like plays in a fraternity. Okay. Was this like 2019 or something? It might have been before then. Oh, man. Y'all, y'all need to get out. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'll look it up. But yeah, it's, it's pretty old. <laughs> so what, what was the last date that y'all went on? We went to one of our traditions is that on Valentine's Day, we go to White Castle because oh, really? they, they they do this dumb thing um, usually in like in a pre-COVID world where they'll like, you have to make reservations and they like have their uh, people that typically just work at the register, like servers. So that was like, that became a Valentine's tradition for us because okay. we just liked that. It was sort of like cheesy and ownable. Yeah. And so this week on Valentine's day, we went and had dinner in the parking lot because they weren't doing it. So but oh, we kept, okay. we kept the tradition alive. We'll do like cheesy photos, like put a chicken ring on her finger. Oh man. Yeah. Like a you lady know, in the tramp style mozzarella yeah. stick, you know. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. It doesn't need to be fancy, at least to me, to, no. be, to be special. Yeah. Yeah. I've just gotten word from Kenny, our producer, that Neighbors was released in 2014, which means I have not been this decade to the movies. <laughs> oh, my God, man. You need to go yeah. tonight. <laughs> Maybe. I don't even know what's out. Tonight we're going to... Uh, a symphony, but they're playing the soundtrack to Harry Potter oh. and playing the film at the same time. I love that. We we went and saw that uh, in Chicago, but with Home Alone, which was okay, amazing. See, yeah, Bam. we do a lot of like really what people would maybe consider cheesy dates, but we have a blast doing them. I know? mean, as long as y'all are having fun, that's yeah. the only thing. Yeah, yeah, but maybe I'll go see Jackass. I would see that in the theater. <laughs> there you go. Cinematic masterpiece. Yes, yeah, cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> All right. Exactly. It's time for your second question for me. Oh, okay. I thought I asked some, but um, okay. Uh, second question would be what, since we're talking about dates, what <laughs> would you say is like the best date that y'all have gone on? Oh, man. Um, we are really big into like birthday celebrations. Um. And so okay. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I took um, she really wanted to see Ed Sheeran, which I was not. Honestly, admittedly, I was like, <laughs> that doesn't really sound fun. Um, yeah. But we went to Pittsburgh for the weekend and like went to okay. a concert there at PNC Ballpark. So it was like at the baseball stadium. Um, and he was amazing, actually. Like I left there being a fan of him. But like just the whole weekend was a blast. You know what I yeah. mean? It was like yeah. we were in this city that was like, you know we had zero idea what we were doing. Like we tried so many weird things. Like, um, I feel like every time we do something like that, but like a small date, honestly, like we can be, it can be something as stupid as like going to a flea market, you know, to like look for like a perfect piece of art to put on the wall or whatever. Like it, I'm, I'm like you, like it doesn't have to be, um, 
bougie or or yeah. even like planned. A lot of times it'll be like very. So I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but like one no, no. <laughs> one Saturday we actually woke up and we had zero plans and we said, "Have you ever been to um, the Field of Dreams House, which was out in Iowa?" And, right. she, and neither of us had. And so it was like a two and a half hour drive. And we were like, let's do it. Let's just go. So like Damn. we went, we did like ran the bases. Well, I walked the bases probably. Um, we, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, it was, it was just like a spur of the moment thing. That was honestly yeah. probably one of my very favorite weekends. Uh, and like it's dates. Funny. Yeah. Just the spur of so the moment stuff. Yeah. It really turns out to be some of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause life's so damn short too. Like you really like if you don't do it now, like when might you do it yeah, again? You know? Yeah, I just love doing random stuff. It's like uh, yeah. anytime we're to, like one when, when we had a when we were on our honeymoon, we were so poor when we got married. We went to Disney World because we couldn't travel outside of the country, and we knew how much we would have to spend because we did like the right. uh, Disney package. But like we we had a we had a terrible layover because we couldn't afford like a direct flight, and so we we had to spend like five hours in the airport. And I was yeah. like, okay, if we can spend five hours in the airport and like have a good time, yeah, that's like that's what you that's need. Killer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone <laughs> where you can be in any type of scenario, yeah, and yeah. It's and all good, yeah. And come out not hating each other, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, my second question for you is: Who is your first celebrity crush, and why? Hmm, first celebrity crush, maybe um, like Halle Berry and the Flintstones. Mm. That's an interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. I remember because that came out when I was. Oh, I don't. I don't remember what year it came out. I want to say I was like five or six. Okay, so you were young. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And she. It, I don't know, but but I don't know if you remember that movie. I do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she had like the leopard like two piece yeah. type of bikini thing going on. And I was like, wow. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> a way better pick than mine. <laughs> well, yeah. What about yourself? Um, so again, I'm older than you, but like my very first crush that I remember being a celebrity was like, um, the character Sam Michelli Mich on, uh, who's the boss that was played by Alyssa Milano. Oh, Melissa Milano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, Melissa Milano's great. She was great on Charm. She's great. Yeah. 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 But uh, you know, it's like if you say that to somebody now, they'd be like, and you know, I feel like people look more <laughs> glamorous now than they did like in the 80s too. They do. So, yeah. Like, you know, so much like makeup technology and, and yeah, everything. Like layers and filters and all that. But yeah. Oh, uh, no, she was like very very just like a wholesome fun crush as a yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see that. All right, it's time for your third question for me. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, let's see. So what's, who's been one of your favorite uh, guests, besides me, of course? Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, on the podcast so far. <laughs> um, there, I've had a lot of interesting people on. My One of my most favorite was actually one I just released a couple weeks ago um, with a guy named Jay Kendrick, who was one of the cheerleaders on Cheer on Netflix. Okay. Um, and he was one of the lesser known, like he wasn't featured as prominently on this series, but like he was so full of like energy and life and um, and just like really fun to talk to, you know? Um, yeah. And, and um, I think it, he said it was his first podcast that he'd ever done. He was a little reluctant at first. Cause I think he thought I was going to ask a lot of questions about like, 
I don't know, like the scandals are like, you know, and I'm like, I have zero, there's nothing for me to gain by asking yeah. those questions. Like I'm here to have a good time, man. Yeah. Man. Um, and yeah, so once we got on stuff. and he got past that, like we had a really, really good time. And so, um, he actually, one of the things we talked about is he, he had never tried, uh, he had never owned a pair of Crocs. Okay. And so we were like joking about Crocs sending him some. And then he posted last week and said, thank you so much Crocs. And he like had a picture. So I'm hoping that they sent him and hooked him up, but I'm like, where's my Crocs, man? Like I've had the same pair since 2006. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, they held up. They do. That was their business flaw. (laughs) They were too good. Yeah. They're too good. (laughs) Too durable. Crocs Crocs is brilliant, man. I'm a, I'm a firm believer. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. he was really fun. He was really fun to talk to and um, had a lot of interesting stuff like about his life and, you know, like off the show and like what he's doing now and what he wants to do after. And it was just um, sure. it was really entertaining. But honestly, I, like everybody is, is fast. Like, that's the thing is everybody has fascinating stories, you know, so it's really just sure, like man. trying to get them. Get them to open up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Getting people to open. And when people do, I mean, every, like you said, everyone does have a story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My yeah. third question for you is when was a time where it was difficult for you to to not laugh because it wouldn't have been acceptable? Oh <laughs> man, that's a that's a hard one. Uh, uh man. I feel like during the well okay i don't know if it laughing was necessarily the reaction <laughs> but like i just remember for lo- the lib reunion when we filmed that mm-hmm. uh there was just so many moments that i was like <laughs> lord like what is going on like carlton did the like reproposal thing mm-hmm. i was like dude don't do that mm-hmm. do not do that but uh and just, you know, just uh, Amber called Jessica shysty bitch. And uh, just that whole reunion was like yeah. cringy stuff. And, and uh, I was like, when is this going to end? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it was you were definitely trying to hold your composure together to not. Yeah. Be like, okay. Okay. No, that's a great yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's time for your fourth question for me. Fourth question. Okay. Because now, yeah, now I feel like there's you've you've put up a certain bar in terms of like the question <laughs> quality. So um, gosh, it's not my first see. rodeo, though, if it makes you feel better. This is like my 38th time around. So, hey, man, that's that's <laughs> excellent. You know, and and the podcast stuff is fun. I like I like the format. of it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, OK. OK. Uh, let's see. Um so what's what's kind of one of the bigger goals you have set for this year? For this year. Um, so I actually, I mentioned that I'm a professional wrestling fan. Yes. But in college, I used to work at a wrestling company in Cincinnati. Okay. And, what were you doing there? Um, I did creative. So uh, I was like, well, I started as an intern and then worked my way into a creative role. But there's like, a, a they call it like creative or like booking, where you basically like, orchestrate the storylines like if people are debuting mm-hmm. you like give them help them come up with a character you like yeah put together shows all of that um that's fascinating and so yeah. that is a goal of mine is to pick that back up in 2022 and i actually just had my first show in almost 20 years last saturday wow um, and it went well so um 
we're trying to plan a second one for August. Um, it's you know it's baby steps, so it's it's probably going to be yeah. like two or three times a year at the most um, right now. Okay. Because again, like I have a whole you know it's a it's another passion project um yeah but yeah it's my goal is to do that and then also to get back out doing stand-up because my wife has yeah. a compromised immune system so i haven't been able to oh, like really no. go do much with all the covid whether yeah. whether you're like a believer or not whatever right like it was just too risky so um yeah so that and stand up um and then to see this podcast through for through 2022 would be my big goals yeah yeah i, I love it man i think yeah. i i respect that you're following your passions and you know, that's that's the way to go, man. Yeah. If, if you're not, I think that's kind of been like a theme of the podcast. If you don't, then you're going to like wind up resenting it, going through the motions. Yeah. I've definitely been there before in my career. I never want to say like, what if I had tried, you know? Right. Like even going back to like 2000, <laughs> I'll send you this link offline. <laughs> I tried to pitch a reality show in 2012. Um, okay. And it, you know. Amazing. But again, like we we filmed a whole pilot, like. Um, I did a couple different smaller episodes, but the pilot was 30 minutes, you know, like it you filmed a whole pilot. Yeah. Man. We didn't go, you know, it didn't go anywhere. Like I had conversations with a couple production companies, but like, again, like I don't have to say like, Oh, I had this idea. And what if I hadn't, what if I had tried that? Right. Like I know, you tried it. I know it didn't work. So, and, and what type of reality show was it? So it's focused. Part of the problem is, is that almost everything that, that I've have to do is like, involves me because like I couldn't uh -huh. afford other talent. So the premise of this was that my wife, we talked about like division of labor earlier. Um, yeah. we noticed that like she does all of the like stereotypical manly things. So like oh, really? if something needs hung up in the house, like she does it. If like, so like with our division of labor, it's like, Nope, that's your job. This is mine. And so it was like, it started as like, again, rooted in comedy, but like, what if I had like a list of these stereotypically manly skills yeah. Um, and again, this was 2012. So we've had a lot of work in, in gender and gender, uh, roles since then. Sure. Uh, so it would never fly today, but, um, so it was like, what if I had a celebrity coach for each one of these things, uh, that would like teach me how to do these things. Um, and so the, <laughs> why not your wife? Uh, yeah, you you work with Lauren. What did you yeah. say earlier about Korea? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She um she she's a huge supporter, but she doesn't like. That's not her thing. So yeah, fair. Um, fair. she. <laughs> so my pilot was I went um bear hunting in Alaska with Bristol Palin's baby daddy Levi. Oh wow! Yeah, we spent like five days in the Alaskan wilderness, shot a bear. Whoa. I, I should have died, honestly, probably. That's an adventure. It was very fun. And again, That's like no amazing. regrets, none at all, you know? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, yeah. even if the show didn't pick up, I mean, that's an amazing... Well, adventure and i had never done any of that stuff before like f as far yeah. as like trying to put together a show so like you know then you have all the filming and like cutting it down and telling the story and like that wow. post and you know i like i learned a ton so yeah man that's i like that i yeah. like that yeah i'll send you a link it's it's uh to the video if you're very oh, hell yeah <laughs> if you're very bored and need to fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> no no that sounds fascinating yeah it, it was fun it was fun so yeah my fourth question for you is if you and I switched lives for a day, mm -hmm. what do you think would be the first thing that I would do as you? <laughs> well, I don't know. You're, <laughs> you're you. Uh, I, what, what do I think that you would do as me? Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> I probably, I would probably uh, do your Nick Lachey impression. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just a conduit to Nick Lachey. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I, that's cool. I respect that. I would probably. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, so don't, it doesn't. I don't mean for it to sound weird. It's all good. I would probably be We're like, "What the there. fuck does it feel like to have abs?" Oh, oh. I don't even think I do right now. I've been trying to get like a little um, thicker to because like I wasn't making any progress in the gym at a certain point. I was too hungry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I had no energy to lift the bar up. Um, but yeah, I, I feel you. I feel what you're saying, though. Yeah, like weight has been a thing for me my whole life. So I would probably just be like, oh, that's what. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, there. Are, okay. I do have a muscle there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, what is, I mean, not to get too personal, but like what has been, I don't know, your relationship or approach to like fitness and dieting and oh, stuff? Oh, it's been terrible. It's, it's okay. terrible. It's, um, I use food, I use food as like an emotional crutch. So it used to be a combination when the times that I've been successful in gearing away from like eating as emotional outlet. Mm hmm have been when I like would take on alcohol mm -hmm. to a point where it was like dangerous. Um, yeah. and so now I don't, I like quit drinking, like just stopped cold Turkey. Yep. Like yeah. about five years ago. Six, okay. So, uh, then since then it's just been food like nonstop. And so when I was even like doing better about it though, like I would only go to the gym so that I could eat garbage. Mm -hmm. So it's a total like emotional and it goes back yeah. to like, I remember a fourth grade, like, was the first time I remember, um, like using food as like an emotional outlet. So it's yeah. a long, yeah, it's something that I'm like working with therapists, therapists yeah. on and stuff, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a real challenge for me. It's the one thing like I haven't ever been able to like get my shit together on in life. Yeah, man. So. I mean, I, I know obviously there's so many who are in that same camp with the emotional eat in it. And I, I can't imagine that how tough it is to, to have to go through that. Um, yeah. I mean, have you, has there been anything that you found like helpful? Um, <clears throat> one, I'm, I'm pretty good at like being all on or off, but like it mm -hmm. wasn't long-term sustainable. One of the best things I ever did though, was I followed a paleo diet, okay, <laughs> which was just so restrictive on what you could have that like, by sheer nature, like almost everything was fine that you were putting in your body. So it didn't mm -hmm. matter about the quantities. Um, the, like it's no, right. there's, it, there's never been anything, honestly, that's yeah. like been long-term sustainable for me. I mean, I've had like, I've, I have, my adult weight has fluctuated 120 pounds. Oh, wow. So okay. we're talking like, I mean, this, this is like a severe, this is a real, it's a real problem. Mm -hmm. But I mean, this morning I had like a Reese's egg for breakfast. Oh, like the Easter yeah, egg yeah. Reese's egg. Yeah. I mean, they're good. They're so delicious. <laughs> they're very good. <laughs> you know, for me, man, uh, the biggest insight that I had was, I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Greg Doucette, but he's a YouTuber, mm -mm. pro bodybuilder. Check him out if you get a chance. But he was talking about um, the fact that basically our stomach is not really a calorie sensor so much as a volume sensor. So I focusing on like foods that are like high volume, but like low calorie, that's been the thing for me that transitioned me from like being like kind of a normal build or whatever to like a more 
lean physique. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I just, my strategy was just like, okay, I'm going to find the foods that I like that are like really high volume filling that are easy to snack on for those, you know, like watermelon and bananas are like my go-to thing just cause you mm-hmm. know, they're low calorie, but you can eat like a ton of watermelon or like, um, like smart pop popcorn. Oh yeah. Um, so that's, that's been the thing for me. That's been like super, super helpful. Just that, like thinking about that insight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's for me, I have to figure out, like I said, it's the, and, um, the, it's the therapy, the therapy piece has to be right. I think. Yeah. Cause even like with, Everything else can be fine, but like if it's not a permanent fix, it's just, I'm just going to revert back to where where I yeah. am now. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I feel you, man. Yeah. My, uh, it's time for your fifth and final question for me in this round. Okay. Okay. Um. Man. Let's see. Yeah, because we've we've been all over the board at this point. Yeah. Try. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really interested in hearing more about this uh, wrestling because you said you worked as a creative. Yep. And it sounds like basically you were helping kind of like create the storylines for these wrestlers. Like, I really, I'm not sure what the best question to ask is, but <laughs> I w- I'm trying to get an insight into like the mechanics of like how you orchestrate these storylines like how what was kind of like a storyline that you were kind of proud of that you helped oh sure yeah um so ultimately like with wrestling there are a couple things that i had to learn the hard way so when i went to school for communication i focused a lot on writing um and you can like write a book or like poems or whatever and you can make it be an end however you want with wrestling and this was one of the hardest lessons i had to learn first was you can't make the storyline so sensational or like do so many things outside of the ring or in vignettes that you can't um, like top that inside the ring because ultimately this is a wrestling show and like they have to be able to settle their score inside a wrestling ring. And there are different ways you can do that and like build the different types of specialty matches. But ultimately like it's two of them in a ring that has to be like the big thing. Right. Um, One of my things that I was most proud of is we were a, Um, our primary source of revenue as a company in Cincinnati was training people to be wrestlers. Okay. Um, because that you don't really make money as a wrestler unless you're signed by a major company or the landscape has shifted slightly now, but that's a whole separate podcast. Um, so you can make money on the independence now a little bit, but so our, our revenue was training. Um, so we had a group of people that like one of the things that you need to do to get them ready to try to like go and make it is like, they have to be a willing, or you have to teach them how to work in front of a live crowd and like to a camera and time cues and all that stuff. And so we created our own TV show, um, that would air, it aired across the state of Ohio in like five different markets. One of the things that I did was like, we had some people who weren't quite ready for TV yet, but obviously we needed to like get them out there. And they were people that I would say, (laughs) Um, didn't, they weren't necessarily people that like a lot of people believed in inside the company, but like I saw specific things about them that like when you paired them up together, like they made an interesting, they're called stables in wrestling, but like a group of people. 
And okay. so I created this staple that was called the Black Militia. Um, okay. The guy's name that was in charge of it, he was a former commissioner named Patrick Black. So he used to like run the show kind of, but then he kind of got displaced from power. And so the militia was his way of like trying to regain power, essentially. Okay. And so he assembled this group of people. They all were like, they they all, the it worked. Like the crowd, yeah. the crowd believed it. You know, like one of them went on to get signed to a WWE contract. One of them um, is still wrestling today and is like uh, doing a lot of independent stuff. Never made like a what I would call a big break, but he's still like a name in the independent scene. Um, And it it just worked. We did some really (laughs) again. I was 21. I thought I knew everything. Um, I thought, you know, I, I was really into the story. And so we did things that were like controversial and probably dumb. But like it was probably if I could have found a middle ground, like that could have been really, really great TV, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And and I think it's a very unique and important skill to like be able to look at someone and see kind of that shining light or that talent that maybe has gone undetected by others. Yeah. That potential. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody has that. It's just finding it and then like amplifying it. Right. Amplifying it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, that's fun. Thank you. I haven't thought about that yeah. for a long time, but um, if they were called the Black Militia, again, waste some stuff now that I look back and I'm like, mm, that wasn't a good idea or that like <laughs> that didn't like quite accomplish what we were trying to accomplish. But uh, it's been yeah. a long time since I've thought about that. So, well, yeah, and I'm sure you probably you can't know the audience's reaction no. to the stories. And, no. And stand ups yeah. kind of the same way. Like you think something's yeah. going to land and then the room is like dead silent. Uh, I and can't you're even like, imagine. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my yeah. fifth and final question for you is uh, we talk about obviously being on a reality show. There's perception. Mm-hmm. Like people think they know you probably more than sure. What's one thing that people that you for sure know that people don't know about you? Oh, man. I mean, there's a lot of things <laughs> for sure, but I think in general, like people have this and it. And it's partially my fault too, but they have this perception of me as being this, like, you know, sweetheart guy hundred percent of the time. That's just like the, the always doting husband and like, you know, this type of like very cutesy image of me, Um, you know, and I love my wife and I, and I do my best to take care of her as much as I can. But uh, you know, sometimes I could be an asshole. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) no, I mean, uh, no, it's just more so just like, I, I, I'm not like, just like, constantly doting on Lauren or, you know, I'm not constantly like doing romantic gestures all the time. Yeah. You know, I try to be romantic. I try to take care of her the best I can and, and, you know, make work on a relationship, but it's not like, I really don't want people to have that image that like, it's just this like really saccharine fairy tale type of thing, which it really is, uh, kind of surreal sometimes the whole love story that we have and and it it is very special to me and and feels very faded but like you know people go kind of crazy with it sometimes i feel like yeah uh and i and i don't want them to get that like distortion in their mind that like we don't have you know like peaks and valleys because we do i'm sure that's the case for every married couple yeah Um, absolutely but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, and, and I think 
you know, people, in a, it shouldn't bother me at all, but like a lot of times people have this idea that like Lauren changed different elements of me mm. and now like, look how much he's improved now that like, um, and certainly Lauren has had a huge influence on me. And, and I think that's obviously always happens when you meet someone that's really important person in your life and yeah. you rub off on each other. But, um, just the, the things that they think that I got from Lauren or vice versa aren't necessarily accurate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's just par for the course. And, and I think it always, it usually comes from a good place. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Awesome. Those are the, that's the end of the five for five round. Uh, so we'll move wow. on to the fast friends fortune teller here. Okay. Um, it is a custom printed one. So okay, I'll good. ask you a series of questions that will reveal an activity. The first question is, and in all these uh, questions, assume that you and I are together on a road trip. Okay. That's the, that's the scenario. That's the premise. Yep, okay. Yep. So I ask you to start a boy band playlist and I, oh would you pick your first song from Backstreet Boys, One Direction, NSYNC or 98 Degrees? Uh, I would say probably, well, sorry, Nick, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> it's okay. Don't, yeah, this is your answer, not my answer. Yeah. Don't, t- <laughs> don't tell him I said that, but it's all right. It's again, your secret's safe with me. Um, <laughs> and we stop at a. Uh, an exit to get a meal through the drive-thru, would you go to Wendy's, Arby's, McDonald's, or Burger King out of those four? Probably Wendy's. Do you have a Wendy's go-to order? Uh, yeah, they have like a like a jalapeno chicken salad that's pretty good. Okay. Right yeah. Um, underneath Wendy's is the game Truth or Dare. Okay. Uh, so I have one truth question for you or one dare, uh, and you can pick. <laughs> and, okay, and we'll, I'll do truth. I'll okay. do truth. So the truth question is... If a fortune teller could tell you only one thing about your future, what one question would you ask? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> wow, man. These deep questions. Um, let's, uh, I, would, I would like to know uh, if, if I'm able to ever make any progress in AI with respect to Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. That's a passion. I know we didn't get there cause you know, there's only so much time, uh, yeah. but I do love that. That's a passion for you. My grandmother had Alzheimer's and it was the worst thing to experience because physically yeah. she was fine. Um, yeah. and yeah, that's, it's, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that you're passionate about that. Yeah. And you know, there's a certain sense of guilt that I carry about it because you know, I'm doing all this entertainment stuff now, so it's really cut into a lot of the time that I have to work on my AI stuff. Um, so, you know, it's always on my mind, like, you know, like I really need to focus. So and that's that's kind of one of my goals for this year is to kind of shift okay. back a little bit more to that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, this is the moment that we've been building to. This is the friend request. So in the vein of Facebook. Um, Cameron <laughs> Hamilton, if Logan Cummins has sent you a friend request based on our time that we've spent together today, would you confirm or delete the friend request? <laughs> I, I would, I would confirm. I feel like that would be rude to just delete it. I mean, come on now. I mean, it would be, but, but also yeah. like, if you don't feel like we have chemistry, then, you know, <laughs> it's important that you have real friendships. It is. It is. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for confirming. That makes me feel better. 
No one has con- deleted yet, which is great. Okay. Which is great. Good. <laughs> um, yeah. And if you're listening at home um, and you have an idea for Cameron and I, the first time that we hang out as friends, uh, you can text the podcast um, and give us ideas. You can hit either of us up on social. Um the podcast number is 872-267-2735. Um, Cameron, do you want to tell people where they can keep up with you? I, obviously, we'll put them in the show sure. notes, too. But where can they find you and, uh, and yeah. support you? They can find me on Instagram, Cameron Reed Hamilton. That's R-E-I-D. And on YouTube, our YouTube channel is Hanging with the Hamiltons. Uh, I'm on TikTok, too. I mean, frankly, I'm not that active on there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, But yeah, that's, that's where you could find me. Yeah. And like I said, we'll put all of those in the show notes. Um, Yeah. Otherwise, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a blast getting to know you. It's been a lot of fun. And my wife is very jealous. I can tell you right now. So uh. (laughs) it's all good. Yeah. Thanks so much, Cameron. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the fast friends podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.